I recently had the privilege of catching up with one of my favorite YouTubers, Sam Holland. Now, Sam's YouTube channel has about 13,000 subscribers and he does a heap of video content. So whether that's product tutorials all the way through to he breaks down how music videos are made. And it's really, really interesting and it's super entertaining as well because Sam is just a super genuine bloke, really, really down to earth and very authentic. And that's very obvious in the way that he comes across. So I reached out to him knowing that he had a music background and that he was a touring musician before he got into the video. Video thing. So I thought it'd be great just to pick his brain about growing an audience um, and what it kind of takes to build that fan base, which he's done really, really successfully on both YouTube and Instagram. So we're going to, we chatted for about an hour and a half that day and then we covered a lot of topics. So I thought the best way to do it would be to split these episodes up into five or six uh, of the topics that we kind of covered in our chat um, rather than having one big long one. But if you love video stuff, I recommend checking out his channel. I'll put a link just up here. I've learned a ton about doing videos from Sam. He's really, really knowledgeable and he brings it across in a really simple, entertaining way. So Definitely check that out if you're into videos. Um, he's also sells assets on his website. So this look that I've got here, this nice vintage 80s look you might've noticed is one of Sam Holland's LUTs. He's just brought out this new retro look LUT pack, which is basically a glorified filter that you'd put on Instagram, um, but you put it over log footage on your camera. It just looks stunning. So just quickly, let me run you through the five that he's got in this pack, which I reckon look awesome. Uh, this one is the 7-Eleven. This one is the Laundrette. This one's the Mustang. This one is the Polaroid, which is probably my favorite. And lastly, the Supermodel. So if you reckon they look cool and you love the vintage look, you want to get that for your videos, you can head to his website. Uh, there is a link down the bottom or this video up here, I'll link as well. Uh, we'll run you through, it, Sam runs you through how to use the LUTs, um, which I definitely recommend checking out as well. So we're going to talk to Sam today about his background in music, um, what, how he how he kind of achieved that, what he was doing as a touring musician. And then that conversation pivots into talking a little bit about personality and how, how artists have to have their personality come across in order to build an audience. And we kind of looked at the pivot where bands are kind of morphing into this solo artist um, type appearance because that just markets better because we want to be able to connect with somebody's personality. So let's move now to our chat with Sam Holland. Is my accent weird? No, no, yeah. I'm used to the Aussie. Okay. I've got some mates, like an old, in fact, an old band that I was in, the singer was Australian, so yeah, okay. used to knocking about with him and that. Nice. So <laughs> it's, it's normal to me. <laughs> but what, I tell you what, though, man, you know, it's funny because you said you feel like you know me. Like, you look exactly the same as my mate from back at school, like spitting image. Really? Just with a different accent. It's crazy, man. There I'll have to go. get a picture. Okay. <laughs> it's insane. So it's like, but I've not spoken to him for a few years. So it's like I'm talking to him. It's, yeah. it's mad. You'll say, remember when? I'll be like, no, man, that's not me. Yeah, yeah, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks so much. This is going to be a good chat. Tell us about your music history. I know you did some music teaching. I've seen all over YouTube when you're in a band. So what's your what's your story with your backstory with music? Yeah, so I'll nutshell it for you. Um, started playing guitar at school because one of my mates started doing it and he was like, we need to start a band. I was like, all right then, okay. I, I never really had lessons. I just sort of taught myself at home, um, started listening um, to a lot of different types of music, but mainly Guns N' Roses, anything with slashing. That was it. 
<laughs> I realised that learning by tab, it wasn't very good. I felt like it was, a lot of the time it was wrong. So I started learning by ear and just doing it that sort of way. And I found it was quicker to learn that way. And I think you develop more skills from from doing things that way because you're listening to um, like how the music is played rather than just what it is, if that makes sense. Because you pick up on stuff differently, don't you, when you listen to it first rather than just reading it or, or whatever. So that helped a lot. And then I never wanted to like have lessons or go to uni or anything like that. But then I went to Birmingham, this show, and I got handed this DVD from this university. And I thought, oh, I'll take it and have a look. And all the, it was like the teachers were talking about the experience at this university and they were all in stu recording studios and the live spaces and stuff like that. And, I, and that sold it to me. I was like, I need to go there. So then I started like learning about theory and stuff like that, which helped later on so that I could get into that uni. And then while I was there, got in a band, well, a few different bands, uh, one called Capel, lead singer was from Australia, did a few tours, went round um, Italy and Holland, and then we went to the US. We actually filmed, and this, this will sort of tie in with what we'll talk about later on, but we filmed our own documentary whilst we were there, and we put an episode up once a week about the experience and what we were doing and and trying to make it and stuff like that. And we'd show parts of the like we'd show parts of the album and some of the songs and how we created a music video and stuff like that. And we did it all ourselves. At the time it was kind of like when social media wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really like social media. So looking back, I, I can see now how important it would have been to push more of what we were doing at the time. And we can sort of dive deeper into it in a little bit. After that tour, I thought, right, I need to start making some money. So I actually came home and then started teaching guitar privately. Um, and then someone said, oh, you should teach at a college. So I tried, I went and did my PGCE and then taught at college for three years, like teaching music theory and performance and a little bit of business and a little bit of technology, a bit of everything, really. And then I was just like in wedding bands and function bands, done a bit of recording since with the singer from the other band, which has been super fun. But then I started, I picked up the camera and I'm sort of doing the, I'm doing that sort of stuff now, the YouTube thing. So, because you asked me earlier, I feel like it, it could be on the back burner. It's something that I might pick up later on and do something, but I might go down a completely different route with it. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So going on tours and stuff, what sort of age were you in that? Is that like from 18 or something? Or? Yeah, so I was, I think I was about 20 or 21. So it's good going to all different countries and stuff and experiencing those cultures and what the music scenes are like in different places. It's interesting. But it's, it's completely different now, I would say, because th there was a bit more of a live scene then. A lot of people went out and watched bands. Whereas, I mean, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but here it's kind of the not many people do that anymore unless it's like a big, a, you know, big group, big artist, well-known artist. I think bands here um, struggle, but solo artists get a really good gigs. There's solo artists in like every pub um, around the place, every, you know, 
every night of the week. But I think yeah, bands really, really struggle to get a go. I think is that is that because like a like a, a payment thing or the size of the venues or um, I think a combination of the prefer. size of the venues, just the ease of the venue actually booking someone. And then I think for the solo artist, it's just easier to grab, you know, four or five hundred bucks for yourself rather than having to split that between four or five yeah. guys because it's, yeah. it's not like the venue pays you more the more people you have. Um, I yeah. think also like this is a this isn't an ungrounded theory, but I think Ed Sheeran just really shook everything up and people went, oh, I could I could do that. And kind of like yeah. there's been solo artists before, but the fact that he goes on big tours and just takes his loop pedal and he's like this solo artist and I think, you know, even – Bands like Maroon 5, it kind of looks like Adam Levine now. Like it kind of just, like, I don't know, maybe like a person is just more marketable than a band. I don't know. That's the kind of shift I'm noticing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Like you say, that that, that has been a massive shift, hasn't it, the whole Maroon 5 thing? Because they've they started as one thing, completely different now, but also, as you say, he, he does a lot of stuff on his own and collaborates with other people just as him. It's strange, but like I, I sort of prefer the Maroon Five as a, as a unit. I think yeah, you and I, as kids in bands, like we, the bands are cool. Um, I think it's kind yeah. of, but it might just be nostalgic. So probably like, it probably won't be the same for my kids or for yeah. the generation coming through now. It might be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even Travis Barker, the drummer, it's kind of like this song featuring Travis. You know, he's a musician, but he's almost like a solo artist kind of thing it's it's interesting the shift towards marketing people is it's just interesting to me you're right and i think like like all the drummers that are watching or listening forgive me but the drummers aren't usually the most well-known person are they unless you've got that sort of personality about you like travis barker yeah so as you say being and this kind of like leads into that um marketing yourself really doesn't it if you are a character and you network really well, then it doesn't matter what you play, but you can work with other people, can't you? And then you will become well-known like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? So he must have something about him, obviously not just his stage presence and the way he drums, but he must have something about him, a quality about him that's appealing, that make people want to work with him. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And personality. And you'd know that from your YouTube stuff. Like you can do content all day long, but people aren't, it's not like you've got the only video on that thing. It's about connecting with the, the person that really sells exactly. it. Exactly. Which probably again, if we're looking at solo artists versus bands is kind of where some of the shift has come because it's, it's easy to connect with a person like that personality one-on-one, whereas you can still get it with a vibe of band, I suppose. But yeah, personality. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Was Spotify as big a thing? Was it still kind of CDs mainly um, that you were pushing when you were, when you were doing your tours and stuff? Yeah, it was mainly CDs that we were selling on tour, <laughs> which seems bizarre now. It's crazy. Because it was like back in the day, wasn't it? People were selling their cassette tapes or whatever. And then, and then we were doing CDs and you look at cassettes as being old school, but now CDs is old school. So yeah, we didn't even have Spotify or anything like that, or even I think yeah, we obviously had a YouTube channel, um, but just didn't realise how important it was really. I think the singer did, um, and he was trying to push it a little bit more, but I, I was very much old school at that time. Yeah. Whereas now I see the importance of it and how to do it and stuff. So. Hey, we'll leave it there for today. I went on to ask Sam what he would do if he had to start his music career. 
right now. So if he just put down the camera, picked up his guitar again and started from scratch, knowing everything that he knows now, what would he do to build his music artist career? So that was that's some really good insight from a guy that knows what it takes to build an audience and to get that fan base happening. So that's a really good chat. We're going to hit that next time. In the meantime, check out his website, especially if you're into video stuff at all. Very entertaining, very informative. Uh, make some music this week and we will talk again soon. Thank you.